What's up, everyone? Uh, you got Mel and uh, your boy Vic Vinegar here for another exciting edition of Honor Hero Presents Comic Class. This is a show where Mel, myself, and Alex, or pretty much anyone who wants to join us, gather around. We talk about the latest books that we're reading. We share our thoughts, how we felt about them, what we like about them, and just you know just generally the love we have for these books uh, we got some really sweet titles to talk about this week some really nice yeah, very excited to, definitely very excited to talk about these uh these three books um so please sit back and enjoy uh let's lead things off with uh the brand new Amazing Spider-Man number one. Oh my God! From uh, from the Spidey, uh, a Spidey, you know, a great Spidey writer, Zeb Wells, no stranger to the character, with art by the legendary J.R.J.R. John Romita Jr. Only reason I picked it up, honestly. Only reason I picked oh, it up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That, legitimately, the only reason I picked it up. I'm very, very behind with Spider-Man. Very, very behind. Um, oh yeah. I know Ben Riley was Spider. Ben Riley was Spider. Yeah, I was reading that run and I completely like, just fell off because it's like it came out every week and I'm just like, I'll wait for this in trade. This is I just can't do this. Right. Yeah, well, I, I need a monthly schedule. I can't pick up Spider Man every week. This is you're asking too much for me. Yeah, I mean, so but before we cover the book, what does this mean? Is is it done and now they've just completely switched, or did did I miss something and they fought or something, or, or are they going to explain that? I feel like at some point they'll explain because um, anything that happened for whatever happened in the previous volume um, st- is still still uh, still in continuity. Mm. You know, it, did, it didn't rate erase what happened. It's yeah. just like a, it's just this is just a new story for Peter, you know, a resetting for him. Right. Um, right. So um, I didn't read the ending of Ben uh, Riley's run. I know they got into it. I know he might be a villain now for Ooh. Spidey, Ben. What? Yep. How so? Uh, he turned into like this new, like he has like a new costume that's very, vet, not, I wouldn't say Venom-esque, but it certainly isn't a Spidey, the classic Spidey costume we'd love. Wait, what? Um, ben Riley? Yeah, Ben it's Riley, black? man. It's like, yeah, it's like a black and green, I think. I forget what, I forget what name they called him, but he is... A potential villain in the, uh, going coming in now into the future. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know about. Yeah, I don't know. How I feel. I, I read when I read that. I don't know how I felt about that either, to be honest. So, um, the law. You know, the longer they keep that out of the book, I think the better, because I just I don't want. I I don't need that right now. Okay. However, Shit. having said that, this storyline is great because you don't need to know anything going into it because, right. like, you have so many questions. Right. Throughout the entire issue. Right. Um, like you said, the reason I bought it definitely was because of John Romita Jr. Absolutely. Yeah. He had a really long, fantastic run on Amazing Spider-Man with J. Michael Straczynski in the, the in the 2000s. So to have him back on the book, incredibly, very exciting. Like, I'm just like, yes, please just draw Spider-Man. Just 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 stay legit. Don't Perfect. go anywhere. Just I know Perfect. you spent some time at D.C., but Marvel's your home. And I love it when you draw Spider-Man. The thwip thwip. Love that yeah, shit, man. I'm it. all about it. All about it. Um, 
So what we saw in the book, just for uh, our listeners who who haven't read it, just I'm going to give you the quick rundown. The, the book opens with um, Spider-Man kneeling in this like crater outside of New York, like in Pennsylvania, battle yeah. damaged. He's in this crater and he just yells, just yells out loud. Um, we don't know why we get six months later and Peter, he's like. He 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 he's in a bad relationship with almost everyone, in every his single life. person in his life. Like he's turned their back on them for like yeah. six months. Nobody knows where he's been Aunt May knows that he's not telling her the truth. He's got collectors, collectors coming at him for debts. Uh, his best friend, Randy, like, I don't know who you are, but OK. Yeah. Is like, dude, where you've been? Um, mm-hmm. I've been paying rent for an apartment. I don't live anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, MJ not taking his calls. Not taking his calls. Um, Human uh, Torch. Human Torch. Human you know, Torch. On the outs with him and also the Fantastic Four. He did something that pissed off the Fantastic Four. I quoted, I mean, I, I wrote this down. A quote from Johnny Storm when he's talking to Peter. He goes, you needed people to look the other way while you screwed up your life. So that 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 could give yeah. us something. Because Peter yells at him. He's like, yo, I needed you. And Human Torch is like, no, you needed people to look the other way. So, I mean, that's some serious I, shit because him, Johnny, incredibly tight, best friends. Yeah. So, like, that's that's pretty big. That was big life. that they included that because they yeah. are very, very close friends. They are huge. And that's then, saying and, some shit. And then at the same time, there's like this criminal element that's growing. Like Tombstone seems to be playing a, a much a big role in this in this arc and this which run, which is which is dope. Because like, when do you ever get to see anything from Tombstone? Let's get somebody oh, yeah. different. Like, okay. I get it. I know, you know, Green Goblin, Venom, and, you know, all like the main, Doc Ock, those are like your, always your mainstays. But, you know, Spidey's got in, like, has got a really great rogues gallery. Mm. And I don't, I feel like not all of them are always used to their best of ability. So, you know, to have Tombstone um, be what is turning out to be probably a central villain, I'm all for it. I'm absolutely more for it. I want like a more of a crime criminal element yes, to Spidey, dude. man. I get it. Like supervillains are a big part of Spider-Man stories, but like, let's, you know, he's, he's a New York guy, you know, he's let's give, let's, give, let's make him go a little street level for a, yes. a few issues, you know, for a oh, storyline. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, But he has Is a he great answer- with the Kingpin son. Yeah. Yeah. That's I guess the Kingpin like, son, right? Yeah. The Rose. He's, he's yeah. going by the Rose now, yeah. which is pretty interesting. Very um, interesting. He's got this whole moment with Peter where he pulls him into the, you know, into his limo and he's, you know, they're having a little one on one. And he's telling him, listen, I need you to get a word to Spider-Man that this war that's happening between me and the Rose, like it's all his fault. This is crazy. And I'm just like, whoa, wait a minute. What is Spidey? What have you done? What did you do? And he's basically telling like it almost kind of like if you read between the lines, it kind of feels like Tombstone knows that Peter is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I that's just me speculating. That honestly, that's just me speculating because he probably doesn't. But it like the interaction between them kind of feels like, they're, you know, they're like he knows that Peter might be Spider Man or Peter knows who Spider Man is, obviously. And then Peter's like, "Sure, I'll give the message to him." Because like now he's thinking, "Great, now I have something to do." Because like throughout the issue, he's like either looking for a job or fighting crime, trying to do something with his life. And now he feels like he's got this purpose now with Tombstone. Bro, uh, I, I took something different from that. I mean, very similar. But my big takeaway was Peter's something's up with Peter. He was he's, right. he's kind of he's kind of a dick. Like he's okay. kind of he looks almost um 
He reminded me of emo Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man 3. Like very, mm. like a little bit sinister. The way he mm-hmm. smirks at Tombstone when Tombstone was like, I need you to tell him that, you know, uh, that it's all his fault. And he just, he leans back. It's very not Peter-like. He leans back okay. with, a, with a sort of swagger. He looks out the window of the, of the limousine that Tombstone is in. He's like, just, he's like, like uh, smirking and giggling. And Tombstone was like, what's up with that? And he's like, because I know Spider-Man right now, he's been looking for something to do, and uh, he, he'd be happy to like uh, to, to fight you or something like that. Right, it yeah. Was, it was very odd. I man. love that. It was very, And then Tombstone's like, you're a weird kid, Parker. That's why right, I yeah. think that Tombstone knew. But I, but I think he, I think you're right in that Tombstone thinks that Peter is a lot closer to, to Spidey, and he knows that who he Spidey lets on. Is. Yeah, yeah. Not just yeah, his photographer. Sure. Like he could possibly know exactly who uh, Spider-Man is, and that that that'll be like an interesting wrinkle to throw in there. I just wonder what the fuck happened because Reed and Sue Storm, they're not talking to him. Um, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, uh, the issue ends with MJ. With another dude, and she has his kids. She has two kids, which she has two kids now. Like, like, all right. So, first off, you don't have two kids in six months and be have them be that you know that, that old. old. Yeah. So, either she's she's playing stepmom to some guy's kids, and they've attached themselves to that quickly, or which is like I don't know why they want to retcon on top of a retcon on top of a retcon, but like, has she? Did she have these kids and we just never knew about it? You know, mm. she'd been keeping them a secret from, from Peter for years. That's good. No, I want to, I don't want to believe that, you know, I don't want to believe that, but man, that, that, that threw me for a loop mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to take his calls. And, but she knows that he's walking by the apartment that, I mean, that, that, their, their relationship is you're like just when you think that they're finally gonna, you know, they're done with dealing with Mephisto's bullshit for the last, you know, decade. Yeah. Him trying to mess with the relationship. Um, it it's like he's starting back at square one. And then then again, that could also be like what maybe you know, maybe a Mephisto has a hand in all of this. You know, okay. messing with messing with Peter is like his life goal. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's some somehow involved, but I feel like that that'd be too early to do something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, at least, because the last thing I know about Peter is his I think that he turns into an actual spider recently or something like that. Something something weird that now that Ben Ben Riley, he's the new Spider-Man. Yeah. But for me, I took it as like maybe there was so crazy. I thought he killed Ben Riley or something, because when yeah. Johnny Storm was like, you told us to look the other way. I'm thinking, did he kill Ben Riley in this ultimate battle? And that's why he yells in the crater in the beginning of the comic book. Right. Like maybe after the battle, he just feels so bad that he just like yells and he just he's ashamed that he murdered somebody. Is this like a man of steel type thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know, but um, it, it's just it's it. it uh, I, I love that. I know we talked about before how we kind of hate when they go back to the number one because it yeah. ruins the continuity of the comic books and they yeah. just do it to like get books but in books. this case in this case how they go six months later mm-hmm. i kind of like it it makes Yo, sense absolutely yeah. yeah i like i do like that like don't automatically start fresh with a story you know start with a mystery you know they, they yes. could easily they could easily done a, a standard you know re, like a you know brand new day for spidey type storyline you know or whatever same old that we've seen before but to do this and have a time jump and then have so many people just turn their 
essentially like like not, not wanting anything have so many a bad relationship with Peter is um very interesting and I'm so interesting and I'm really looking forward to like that issue alone is like all right okay you got me in you got me hooked. so I'll buy the I'll buy the next one I'll see where this so is going complete personality change so I will absolutely write I'll write this one out yeah no problem I got yeah. it complete personality change out of Peter mm-hmm. nuts I- I'm all in and yeah again you guys can easily just um uh jump into this it's Spider- amazing spider-man number one john Romita jr yeah. he's he's um he's the artist um uh and another thing that i, I want to talk about this book was the fight scene oh okay when spider-man stalks them oh so funny so good so just so good and it just goes to why i love john Romita. this guy can draw spidey he can draw those panels he can he, he knows how to like he's... make these fight scenes and make it look look so fun who the fuck is digger God damn it. Who the oh, fuck man, is this that guy? threw me for a loop. That, that definitely threw me for a loop. I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, he's a somebody because I, I, I Wikipedia him and I'm like, oh, he, he's been around. But he looks like fucking Killer Croc. Yeah, he does. Who he's got to be involved in dude? that like that six month gap, uh, month gap. I feel like, you know, once they reveal what's happened in those six months, we'll get a clearer picture to like all, who these players are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he's definitely he definitely exists. In the Spider-Man universe, I just never heard of him. Yeah, me either. So like, that's literally the first time I've heard of him. But I, I once I saw him, I'm like, okay, this guy has to have appeared at some point, like with someone. So all right, I'll let it ride. I thought they were calling the lizard uh digger. I'm yeah, like, as soon him? as he appeared, I was like, Oh shit, lizard, lizard. nice. And yeah. then they say digger. I'm like, Yo, fuck is it's like the <laughs> fuck is a digger? Fuck is digger, dude. And why does he look just like the lizard? Yeah, with like and like with like a hint of Killer Croc in there. This is weird. Yeah, very very weird, very weird. Um, uh, speaking of amphibians, uh, dude. Oh, oh man, you know this one's this one's this one's fresh. This one's no. really fresh because uh, I just finished reading it before we uh before we uh, have recorded the first pod. Um, Last Ronin Five finally came out came last out. week and um. It's a it's a it's a very it's a very fitting and somewhat touching end to this great story that you know Kevin Eastman came up with way back when you know writing the turtles and it's really such a great testament to the, like how long this franchise has been around and endured that they, they did a story like this which is essentially the Dark Knight Returns for the Ninja Turtles. Um, it's you know it's Mikey's like last stand against uh, Hiroto, um, you know uh, Shredder's grandson, and it's it's oh man, it's quite it's a great it's a great battle between the two of them. Like he's got this liquid metal, you know, T one thousand esque type armor, but it's also um, very like stylized and mimicked out of Shredder's like armor. There's like pieces of Shredder in there, which is like pretty cool. And it's just Mikey now with like all with Donnie's you know weapon with like Donnie's staff, Raph's side, and Leo's broken sword, and he just goes out there to fight them, you know, to fight him one last time. Um, but it was really cool in the beginning where he's you no know, he has he's having this conversation with his brothers, and he's you know he's having this argument with them, and you know they're calling him like a coward, like are you scared? Like you know I would be out there, I would do this. And he just wants them to like, you know, just to leave him alone, to shut up, like uh, enough is enough. Let me do this. And then he just, you know, finally just like yells at them and then, you know, they disappear. Finally, you know, he's like, that's when you know, like, oh, man, he's he's probably found peace now. 
mm. peace with himself mm. and peace with you know you know letting his brothers go and oh, uh that's why he wrote no peace yeah exactly yeah um I just got that i was yeah that was i was literally wrestling with that the whole time i'm like oh yeah i don't know how i how i enjoyed his last con- his last uh conversation, conversation. with his brothers yeah I, you're yeah. right but it made more sense when I saw that what he wrote in the journal. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. For he's him not to arguing do that. with his brothers; he's just yeah. at peace with everything. Yeah, yeah, with what happened, you know, how he lost them. So I'm like, oh wow, that 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 was that hit that hit hard, honestly. Damn. Um, and then you know you have Casey and trying to save April because like now the sewers are getting flooded and the rebellion started. All the while, Mikey's fighting um, Hiroto, and um, you know they really don't do much. It's really, it really is Mikey's like battle. You know, um, Casey comes to terms with the fact that she knows she has the mutant gen in her, and that uh, you know she's special. She has these abilities. You know, her and, and April, you know, kind of reconcile that kind of fact. And uh, um, but it, a lot of the action is really just between Mikey and Hiroto, and so they have this really awesome awesome battle that just goes from like like the top of his building all the way down to the street you know i love when mikey says like <laughs> like now you're on now you're on my you know you're on my level and then you look at the science oh yeah bleaker and i'm like that's where they live they live on bleaker so you dope. know and i was like that's awesome um by the way i love how okay this whole book was basically a fight scene and i was so about it oh yeah the whole book was basically them fighting like making their way, fighting from the rooftop all the way down to mm-hmm. what was amazing homage to the Dark Knight into the yeah. mud. Into the mud. Yeah. I, I was like, ah, you guys are great. That I was cool. That, that was really that. cool. That was such a cool head nod. Yeah. So cool. And that's where the fight ended, dude. In the fucking I mud. It. I mean, I, I you knew Mikey wasn't gonna wasn't gonna make it out of this one, but like um it looks like Hiroto, uh, you know, dies as well. Um, and Mikey, <clears throat> you know, takes his last breath in, the, in, the, in Casey's arms. But, you know, he gives her the, the journal so that she, you know, she can learn and she can know. She can learn from Smash Splinter. She can learn from him for all the stuff that he's wrote in it. But then when you see, like, what he's written, it's like uh, to no peace. And it's just like it's, it's such a fitting end to him, you know, to know what he went through. There was like 16 years in the book from like when Leo, Raph, Donnie, his dad died, Splinter died and him like going to Japan and just being by himself and, you know, being tortured and like talking to his brothers, you know, to finally know peace is, you know, for him is very, is, is very fitting for the character. Damn, but what deep. got me, what really got me excited was the epilogue, you know, is just, it's back in the sewer, Casey's training, April's working on something and she looks and Casey's like, you know, how are these guys, um, you know, how are they doing? And she's like, why don't you take a look? And the last page is Casey's looking down on four turtles. Yeah, buddy. Four baby turtles. And yeah. she's like, hurry up, guys, grow and grow. I got so many things to teach you. And I'm just like, what? It's new a master new gener- splinter. A new generation. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I wanted to like. I almost got a little teary eyed because I'm like, oh, this is this is literally this is literally how you uh, how you pass the baton, you know, how you pass down the legacy for the next generation. You know, that's easily that could be that right there is a full 
on brand new series that they could do in that timeline with Casey being the master splinter teaching these turtles, you know, her also learning at the same time herself. Cause she's not, you know, she's still training herself, you know, so she's going to be learning just as much as these new turtles are. And like, they could have new names, you know, where they're going to be named after now uh, the possibilities are endless. And I love this as to be continued because it just means that there is more coming. I so I'm, I'm so excited. There's such a great series. Um, if, you, if you guys haven't read it, the collected edition is going to be out in like weeks time, a few weeks. Yeah, for sure. I, for sure. Buy it, pick it up. TMNT, The Last Ronin. If you were ever a fan of Turtles from the cartoons or the comics and movies, doesn't matter. This story is literally you read it and you wonder why this was never done before. It's 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 a must have, guys. Um, so uh, I was I had a lot of high hopes for this book. I'm like, because every single book prior was just ten out of ten for me. It's just everything I wanted, and the only thing that was holding me back with this book, the only thing was the beginning. And you, I'm being honest, man, you solved it. I was like, oh, that's what that was. I'm like, all right. So and okay, now yeah. I'm in love with this book. <laughs> Now Bro, it all I, makes sense. That I'm, was the I'm only with thing you. I didn't know, dude. I'm with you. I'm 100% behind you because I, I, I had the same. I had the same thought. Like, why would they write this? This write this? You know, write it that way. What? Why is he yes. writing with them? What? I don't want the. I don't want that. That's not yes. what I want. But then, like, when, like as the whole thing plays out, and then I put it into the proper context, I'm like, wow, that was him finding peace. That was him making him, you know, realizing that. You know, he he, he he can't live like he can't live like that anymore. He can't carry those ghosts with him anymore. Man, I'm mad. Oh. I didn't figure that out. It really bugs yeah. me out. Dude. I was trying to figure <laughs> it out because that was the only thing holding me back. I'm like, what is it about that scene? And it, made, it, it was it was sense. something, dude. It really was. It was something. The, the whole book was incredibly special. And I. Man, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. He I uses thought... all of the weapons against the in the final it, battle. Yeah, I was and thought he, that like was name calls his brothers. He's like yeah, Donatello was... says hi and uh, uses yeah. the fucking stick. <laughs> he does it Raph. for Raph. He does it for Leo. Leo says hello or whatever. I'm just like, this is oh yes. Tell them, tell them what he did. And bro, Say their names. So and then how he kills him was my man Hiroto was charging up like electricity and then. Mikey suplexes him into the mud and pretty just, much they blow up. It was great. Is that what that was though? It, it looked like it. Yeah, it looked like a suplex into the mud at before uh Hiroto did the electric energy blast, and then it looked like yeah, he just imploded or something. I loved it. Yeah, I love yeah, I love the I loved suit, it. the battle armor that he wore. Yeah, and, and and the fact that he made his way to Hiroto, like. This was uh oh yeah dude. that was great I love this, that this is just, by far the most action packed book I've ever read yeah he like s- just slaughtered all those ninjas like On they were way. nothing like they yeah. were nothing yeah which kind of got I mean, me thinking I'm like how come you didn't do this <laughs> and then, yeah where did you do this the first time Mike you what the fuck dumbass. how come you didn't just do that that's that's like, why'd you wait to the end yeah <laughs> what. <laughs> You could have just done it the whole time. That was kind of odd. The whole time? The whole time? The whole time? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right. But, I mean, yeah, that book is, uh, yeah, that book is, that that book is something. Um, Phenomenal. Phenomenal. 
Um, well, the the last book that uh, I want to talk about is uh, Death of the Justice League. Yeah, this one is gonna have some uh, serious implications. Yeah, for you know, story for you know the upcoming uh, the upcoming Dark Crisis that's coming up. Um, yeah. don't think they're really dead. I mean, they never are, but never I mean, are, no. for right now, they might be dead for a while. Well, wait, is Dark Crisis supposed to include them? It's not supposed to kind of it's supposed to include them because like the tag, a lot of the, one of the taglines is like the search for the Justice League. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, like, I guess it's also like they're going to try to see if they can save them because here, check this out. Infinite Frontier ends what happens to Barry is the same thing that happens to them. An infinite frontier? Yeah, the miniseries. Oh, wait, that's right. The way it ends, Barry um, goes face-to-face with who we now know as Pariah. And then he does the same thing that he did to Bruce, Diana, and Clark, and all the other members of the League. And the same thing happens. He He disappears. And when he wakes up, He's in a world where everything that he wants is perfect. He has oh. Jay there. He has Wally. He's got Bart. He has his family. And it's Earth. Um, it's like what? Earth one or Earth something flash. Hmm. It's the same thing. The way that they got rid of them is the exact same thing. So I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in a, their own worlds where everything they want is perfect. And then that means they wouldn't want to leave. Exactly. Hmm. Which means why they would have to go and rescue them. Right. Hmm. So I think that's what, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. That's what it is that they're, they've been sent somewhere where everything is perfect for them. Just like Bart, just like Barry was sent at the end of Infinite Frontier. Cause they're both written by uh, Joshua Williamson. Um, I'm pretty sure you know that's that that wasn't a coincidence, and they're not yeah. just gonna get rid of the league like that. Yeah, but I can understand that the league isn't gonna be around for a while, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's a good lead-in to to Dark Crisis. Uh, the art was solid. Joshua Williamson has been putting in so much work at DC for the last few years, writing you know Flash and now Infinite Frontier, doing work on Batman, and now. Dark Crisis, um, which I'm I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be a it's fun. Ex- it starts in June. We're a month away. We got like maybe uh, two one shots or like one 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 shot for let's and then like a a free comic book day tie in and then you know then the series starts proper and then there'll be a, I'm almost certain there'll be a lot of tie ins. Like one of the tie ins, like. Um, is a super like one of the one shots it deals with like superman and it has like uh like super uh, he has a sidekick a robin-esque superboy type sidekick yeah so i'm what? thinking yeah so i'm thinking like those one shots could be like the worlds that they're in that they got sent to when are, when are these one shots coming out june also? probably pretty pretty yeah probably during the time of um when dark crisis comes out i would say like if I had to estimate, you know, estimate, I would say like after like issue one or two. Hmm. So, um, yeah, for people who haven't read the book, um, the Justice League, they're taken one by one, including Black Adam, just um, wherever they are they're they're being taken away. We see Batman being taken away. Hawkgirl, Zatanna, 
um, Martian Manhunter, Black Adam, like I said, Superman away from War World. Everyone kind of gets dis- everyone disappears and they, they end up on this planet in front of President Superman, a.k.a. Black Superman um, and also the rabbit, whatever his name is. Yeah, ca- uh, Captain Carrot, Captain Carrot. He's with um, Captain Carrot. He's with Aquawoman. Um, he is not he is not with Thomas Wayne's Batman because Thomas Wayne's Batman He's back in his own time, and that's yeah. Flashpoint Beyond, which Flashpoint Beyond, which we are going to be covering because uh, issue one came out today. Picked it up. Oh, issue one came out today. Picked it up. Didn't haven't read it yet, so I'm not sure what uh, what's the dealio, but um, I am uh, looking forward for to it. I am very much looking forward to it. Um, by the way, everyone everyone disappears. I just want to mention this one thing. So the. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're choosing members from the Justice League, like top members, bro. Like Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Superman. Yeah, I, no offense, no offense, no offense. Black Canary, you're gonna take Black Canary? <laughs> that, so so disrespectful to Green Arrow, who wasn't even called. The only reason Green Arrow was there was because he held on to Black Canary. He's like, wherever I, wherever you go, I go. He wasn't even called. They were like, bro, we, you're whacked. <laughs> you're not that serious, man. Black Canary is where it's at. Like that I found kind of weird. I'm like, you're not even calling Green Arrow, bro? Really? Um, but anyway, they all get taken away and they meet the Justice Incarnate, which is President Superman, um, Dr. Multiverse, Aquawoman, Dino Cop, the Flash of China, which is a girl, um, uh, Captain Carrot, Thunderer, and Mary Marvel. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of just uh, um, uh, President Superman lets the Justice League know that he they need their help because um, the uh, I want to say dark side has been enslaved by the great darkness or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the great darkness. That's what it is. And then all of a sudden, uh, dark side shows up with like, a, a, but he's not himself. He's wearing all these chains. He's clearly possessed by something. And he's with like some top villains like Doomsday and Eclipso. Like these aren't oh, like yeah. villains. These are just like world enders. Yeah, these They're are the, the the top tier. Yeah, yeah the, the top best tier of the best of the best. Thanos esque. Yeah, yeah. And he shows up uh, with them um, and Pariah. Pariah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, I want to say what is that? Final? No, not final. Not final crisis. Um, no, crisis on Infinite Earths. The yeah, first crisis. He- he played a key role in help in helping Anti Monitor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He and and he's there and he's I, I don't know if is he orchestrating this fucking thing? yeah 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 he's definitely he's been the one that's been like pretty much behind all of this but, you know the big bad is the great darkness but um, Pariah has been orchestrating a lot of what's been happening like the, the the gist is that he is he's the one behind a lot of uh, the DC's biggest events like you know doomsday killing superman and uh final crisis like pretty much any any big event it's all because of this guy so that's how they're tying all the big events that's why like <clears throat> eclipso's there dark side's there doomsday's there a lot of the biggest villains from a lot of the biggest stories of dc's uh you know history are there because apparently pariah is the one that instigated it all right so he brings them over and then a huge battle ensues where the whole Justice League is kind of figuring it out. And they're like, all right, so Doomsday is not himself. Clearly, he doesn't brawl like this. 
Um, and uh, they talk about dark side, like dark side's not like this. Um, so they figure out they're being controlled. And, um, we, we see Green Lantern, who's like super powered, John Stewart. He's like the ultimate Green Lantern. Like he's insanely powerful. But then the Spectre shows up. And for people that who don't know, awesome. Spectre also played a huge role in the past Infinity Infinity Wars. Um, I'm sorry, Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Yeah, I thought of Infinity War because mm-hmm. um, the ending of this comic plays homage to that. But um, so Spectre shows up and kind of like bitches him, and then Pariah uh, wipes out the entire Justice League, turns them into dust. Um, yeah. uh, it's funny because. When Spectre shows up, Spectre is like a giant. He's like ginormous. I don't know yeah. if it was Spectre or like Pariah that Batman was going after, but Batman's like, I'm going to stop you. And he runs at them with, <laughs> with Batarangs. I'm like, bro. What are you doing? Read the room, man. Yeah, sit your ass down, man. <laughs> Read the room, dude. <laughs> you got two supermen over there. Like, come on, man. Like, like you're smart, but you sit down or hide. You, you should hide. Like, don't be running. Don't be running after these guys with batarangs, dude. Yeah, I thought that was a little ridiculous. Yeah, he gets bitched right away. Um, and then the, the book ends with um, uh, they're at uh, we see the new Superman who's um, who's uh, Kal El's son, yeah, uh, Wally West mm-hmm. Flash. They are they're all at, I guess, I don't know if it's the new Hall of Justice or something. They look like I don't know if it's the Hall of Justice, but. Everywhere, somewhere where the Justice League congregates, and uh, they hear a huge crash, and Black Adam's in. He's in like the he's in the crash, and he's like the Justice League is dead. That's what was the homage to Infinity War. Yeah, know? like yeah, oh. he's he's coming. <laughs> Thanos is coming. <laughs> Thanos is coming. <laughs> Thanos is coming. I'm a good actor. He is a good actor. He is. Yeah, no, he's great. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, it, what's happening in comic books right now is fucking awesome, and I'm really excited for uh, to pick up books this week. Keep reading. Yeah, yeah no, it's uh, a really nice solid week. It's a really good week. We got uh, Batman, uh, uh, Neo, Neo Year, Neo Year. Yeah, ben, no, excuse oh, me, yes. Batman, Batman Beyond, Neo Year number two. The first one was excellent. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to this. Uh, Batman Killing Time 3, Fat, uh, Flashpoint Beyond number one starts properly. I'm looking forward to that because it's also, again, being co-written by Jeff Johns. So let's, you know, uh, our work is not, Edwa- uh, is not Eduardo Risu. Huh? Uh, he only did issue zero. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, Who, who's uh, ours? Uh, Zermanico. Uh, he did. He drew Infinite Frontier, which is also a, a good, a great artist. Oh, so. yeah. He's great. So I'm like, but, all right, not angry at all, not angry at all. Um, we've got the, we got a new issue of Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Number seven comes out tomorrow, guys. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, nothing really for Marvel this week. Uh, no Hulk, no Thor. I'm thinking next week the the crossover between Hulk and Thor comes out. The Banner yeah. of War, which everyone is, uh, um, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. And uh, yeah, those are definitely some of the highlights to be picking up this week. Um, a few cool, decent trades from Batman and DC to pick up if you're looking for bat- classic Batman stories. 
or if you enjoyed the Tom Taylor miniseries, The Detective, um, that comes out in the collected edition tomorrow. Um, as well as pretty much any other book you could think of that you might be interested in, um, definitely go to your local comic shop, check it out, pick up a book, start reading, and uh, take it from there, you know? That's the yeah. best advice you can give is like, yo, just go out there, pick up a book, see what you like. Oh, also, uh, Shadow War Part 5, Batman number 123 comes out tomorrow. So if you guys are enjoying sh- uh, the Shadow War storyline, which I'm going to finally catch up on uh, this week, definitely that's a, that's a, that should be a pickup for all you fans out there. Yeah. I gotta put up my books tomorrow. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's not a huge week. Um, it's not a, it's not that much of a huge week, but it's a definitely a nice, decent week with some, some pretty awesome books that we have been reading and that we were, that we've been following and that we'll definitely talk about again on, uh, on the next episode of Comic Class to catch up on uh, our listeners on uh, the storylines that we're enjoying. All right, buddy. Um, I think we call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, just didn't talk about a lot of books this week. Kept it a little short, but you know, we'll definitely be back with a uh, a lot more books to talk about. There's gonna be this summer's right around the corner. That's we usually when the big you know the big summer events come out. Um, so I mean, we'll definitely be talking a lot about Dark Crisis. Um. I know you'll be probably picking up uh, the Judgment Day series for yes. Marvel. Oh, yeah. I'm mad excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Hell yes. So uh, I know we'll definitely uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, so I'll probably be also be picking up that just to see how, <laughs> how good that one is. Yeah, so it's looking all signs are pointing to a pretty uh, pretty decent summer of books this year. All right, brother. Yeah. Well. Thanks for um, doing this pod again with me, Vic. As always, man. It's always a pleasure. It's good to get um, back on the air, you know? Hell yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Have a good night. Oh, well, whatever the fuck you're listening to this. For <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> All right. Peace, Vic. Laters. <laughs>